On this episode of the podcast, we are talking to Daniel Willis, the co-founder and CEO of Klaxon, a digital growth agency based on the Gold Coast in Australia. Daniel, as a CEO, has a career's worth of experience uh, being involved in the C-suite or as the CEO of several large corporations. Um, So he has a lot of information to pass on to other fellow business owners and CEOs. We also talk about the role of a CEO in an organization. We talk about the importance of digital marketing and how an agency is often the best solution for businesses. We then also talk about how business owners can best go about finding the right agency to help them. And we talk about a very big announcement that Daniel has just made, which you will need to listen in to find out more. Stay tuned. It's a cracker of an episode and it's coming right up. Welcome to Digital, a podcast brought to you by Attention Media, a location agnostic digital growth agency helping businesses become iconic brands. On this show, we dive into the hottest topics, the latest updates, and what's working in social media and digital marketing right now to get you up to speed and keep you informed. And if you want to grow your business through strategic digital marketing, head over to attentionmedia.com.au, click on the book a discovery call tab, fill out some details, and we'll be in touch. We'd also love to know if you're listening to this show. So please take a screenshot, upload it to your preferred social media account and tag us at Attention Media Agency. Let's get into the show. Mr. Daniel Willis, thanks very much for joining us on Digital, mate. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Mate, it's uh, exciting times in uh, in your uh, your life and your career at the moment, mate, and we'll definitely get into that. But uh, for anybody who uh, isn't aware, mate, can you please give us a little bit of an introduction and uh, tell us all about uh, the the business that you are CEO of? Sure. Um, so my name is Daniel Willis, and I'm one of the co-founders and CEO of, of Claxon. Uh, we are a digital growth agency. We're about three and a half years old which has been a really interesting ride for me. Uh, I never came from the world of digital at all. Uh, I'm not even much of a social media user myself. So it's been a really interesting experience over the past three and a half years. And I'm sure we're sort of going to get into that, you know, as we go along. But um, previous to, to this, I spent a few years as a CEO in the finance world. And previous to that, as a GM in the medical devices world. So uh, it's been a bit of an interesting sort of uh, career trajectory for me, but the past three and a half years has been uh, really interesting. You know, I've never been involved in an industry before uh, that's really sort of in that golden era or, or that sort of the, the, the start of that growth. Yeah. I've always sort of missed out and I've always come into industries, you know, 15, 20 years after kind of the, the golden era. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting to be you know, in digital at this time. Yeah, mate, uh, and that was one of the things that I'd love to touch on. Like, you, you'd certainly have a uh, a decorated uh, career in uh, you know in management, business building, uh, and in roles as CEO across multiple different industries. So, um, but one thing, obviously, just so that everybody's aware, Claxon um, is definitely you know one of uh, Australia's premier agencies. You're a multi award winning digital agency. Um, you know, you're an agency that we look up to as a, as an aspiring startup, um, and I think you really um, set the tone and set the pace uh, when it comes to how digital can best be used uh, to help businesses grow grow their revenue and grow their profits. So, um, and in the space of, as you said, three three and a half years, um, that's a that's a very big uh, well done and pat on the back, mate. It's uh, it's a big achievement. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It it certainly hasn't been easy. 
Um, you know, and I think that one of the challenges for me has been not coming from the digital world, but one of the benefits and what's allowed us to uh, achieve what we have is the fact that I haven't come from the digital world at all. Mm -hmm. So it's been a little bit of a double-edged sword there, but uh, I'm really proud of sort of what we've done in, in a short period of time, especially being based on the Gold Coast. I mean, you know, you're in Shepparton, you, you know exactly sort of what that's like. Uh, you know, traditionally sort of an agency world, if you're not in uh, Melbourne, traditionally followed then by Sydney and then by Brisbane, uh, it's really hard. And I know it would have been, you know, much harder for you being located where you are. For us, being located on the Gold Coast has been um, both a blessing uh, and a challenge. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the the blessing has sort of really been that we've been insulated, so we've really been protected from there being a ton of talent on the market. And what I seem to find happens in Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane is. People move from agency to agency to agency to agency, mm. and everything becomes pretty homogenized. Yeah. You know, approach to strategy becomes homogenized because it's a combination of all these different agencies because everybody sort of moves around a lot. On the Gold Coast, there's, there's no real talent pool here, which yeah. has been one of our biggest constraints, but it's been one of the biggest blessings because we've been operating in a little bit of a bubble and uh, not knowing how the agencies in Sydney and Melbourne and in Brisbane have done things. So we've just had to kind of forge our own way and we're just fortunate that our own way has been different and, and ultimately, you know, successful. Yeah, yeah, mate. And I think there's a, there's a couple of things that I'd love to unpack there a little bit because, um, you know, for anybody listening or watching, um, as you mentioned at the start, it kind of it is definitely a golden period, right? In terms of digital, social media, and and you're leveraging that to grow a business as part of your advertising mix. Um, so one thing, you know, one topic that I'd like to sort of touch on is around um, you know agency and how businesses can tap into that in order to help them grow their business. Um, but the other thing that I also like to point out is the fact that you also mentioned that. Um, being CEO of a, uh, a multi-award winning agency um, but not being a massive social media user yourself and or not coming from that background, to me, when you say that, that really strikes um, you know, a thought in my head around how important the different talents are in growing a business, right? Because you are the CEO of a, uh, a large agency, a very successful one, um, but it's not like you're the, the strategist that's in there creating ad campaigns, campaigns every day, right? So I think for any business owner and even for myself out there, it's each, each portion of, a portion of a business uh, and each department needs its own talent pool, doesn't it? Like it, they need specific skills, you need specific experience um, in order to continue to grow the business and, and reach your objectives. So I'd love to kind of, you know, unpack that a little bit more from your perspective um, because I think a lot of the times uh, the small business owner tries to do everything, tries to wear all the hats, tries to be across everything and that can be to the detriment of the business. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. And I think that that's a, a, a fundamental law and a fundamental challenge across entrepreneurship and across business. Um, you know, I can't remember the last set, set that I read, it was something like 96 point something percent of all agencies in Australia are five people or less. Yeah, wow. 
that's a massive amount. And that, that five people mark is actually a bit of a universal number across all industries when it comes to uh, SMEs, right? You'll find that, you know, of the 2 million plus small businesses in Australia, the vast majority I'm talking to within a few percent of 100% will be five people or less. And that's because of the reason that you just spoke about, you know, just now. It's really hard when you start a business to, because generally what happens is you start a business, this is what most people do. They start a business that they know and they understand that they're good at and they grow and they're an integral part of each of the processes. Then what happens is, you know, as they get a bit busier, they tend to bring on people. And what people naturally tend to do is bring on people to do the jobs that they are either A, not good at, mm. or B, don't like doing. Mm. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, it might be bring on somebody to do admin because hey, fuck answering the phones all the time. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to do all that paperwork. You know, they might bring on somebody to do bookkeeping because they don't want to do the bookkeeping. And, you know, small business owners tend to bring in these people to fill out these other jobs. And then what they like to do is they tend to hold on to the jobs that they love to do mm. for a couple of reasons. One, because they enjoy doing them. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. But two, they may be so good at a job that they know that if they hire somebody else, they're not going to be able to do as good a job as, as the founder. And the reality is they don't have to do as good a job as you as the founder in order to build a successful business. In fact, there is a 99% chance that they won't do as good, enough, uh, as good a job. Mm -hmm. right? They only need to do kind of the universal law is they only need to do 80% as good a job as you 80% of the time. And that will be good enough. And it's such a confronting part of, you know, being a business owner, letting go of a task to somebody else and knowing you could do a better job. But if you constantly think with that mindset, you will be stuck like 95, 96% of other small businesses in Australia, you'll never grow. You yeah. need to unlock yourself from the business, be at peace with um, somebody doing a good enough job mm. and that will allow you to sort of grow and, and develop. So for me, coming in, um, I didn't need to know about social media. I had no experience in finance before I became a CEO of a very, very large finance company had no experience in the medical device industry before I took it from seven people to about 120 people. Um, the, the, the laws of business are universal. And the key was, I just tried to hire people that were better than me at all the stuff I wasn't good at and almost as good as me at the stuff I was good at and just kind of kept growing. So it's, a, it's an interesting topic. That one just in itself, we could probably talk about an hour, but just that sort of mindset that traps a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. And look, and that's a beautiful segue, obviously, into, you know, the industry that we are in with agency um, and helping businesses, uh, you know, 
take their digital to another level, right? Um, you know, being the expert that can come in and not only, um, you know, do more uh, for them and, and achieve better results, but it's, it's again, it's, it's unlocking, um, you know, that constraint that a business owner has, um, whether it's time, whether it's skill, whether it's expertise, but that's the that's the concept that you know we all uh, often struggle with and we all need to try and wrap our head around and unlock if we do really want to um, you know achieve that business growth for some businesses of course you know it, it's not the case they're happy doing what they're doing um, and that's fantastic but for anybody who really does want to get to that next level it's about um, and I think actually Brett says this often it's uh, it's who not how right so I think that's one of the, the key things so I'd love also to get your perspective, mate, on where digital marketing is sitting at the moment, you know, in Australia or, or globally, but what is the current state of digital marketing in your eyes? So firstly, off the back of COVID, COVID's been amazing for our industry. Mm. COVID has been an accelerative force within the world of digital, and that's been really exciting. And the great thing about that is it hasn't created a bubble. It hasn't created a desire that's then suddenly got to dissipate and go back down has really kind of brought the need for digital forward three years and squished it into like a six-month period. Yeah. So firstly, I found it to be a very exciting time. Um, it's just really fast-forwarded what businesses were, were learning, mm -hmm. and that is the importance of digital. And I think that there's a, you know, thanks to COVID, there's been a real shifting of consciousness within the business community about what digital really is. Yeah. Because up until COVID, you know, you talk to a lot of business owners and you talk about digital. In their mind, digital was posting on a Facebook page, having fans on Instagram, or writing a blog article on their website. So mm -hmm. then when they heard digital, that's what they thought about. And when somebody said to them social media, they thought about doing a few posts on Facebook. That shifting of consciousness, consciousness rather, has now moved away from that towards, you know, digital is actually a way to drive revenue and bottom line performance for their business. So I've seen a massive shift, you know, just in the conversations that we're having professionally and conversations sort of with my friends and with my network about what digital actually is. So I think it's starting to make a lot more sense to business owners um, in terms of what it can really do. I mean, for us, you know, we're a, a digital growth agency. When we sit down with clients, we're trying to solve their macro business problems using digital as a tool, but everything is tied back to driving revenue. Yes. So when we partner with clients, it's all about driving revenue. You know, we don't we don't work with clients. We don't even offer a service where we'll post to your Facebook page. We don't offer a service where we'll help you get Instagram followers. Mm -hmm. All we do, you know, across our entire service offering is help people drive revenue. So I think that digital is in demand more than ever and when i say digital i mean you know generally the, the driving of revenue and certainly to a lesser extent digital as it applies to connecting people with brands yes you no know, digital was always kind of like the the second or third cousin now it's really the, the first cousin and for a lot of brands it's a primary way that they connect with their consumers so mm. there's been a lot of shifts uh, it's certainly not over yet um, obviously, a, a massive amount of advertising dollars continues to swing from above the line media into digital, uh, and it's an exciting time to, to be in amongst that, you know? It's yeah. kind of 
feel a bit like the wild, wild west. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We uh, we're experiencing the the exact same thing. Um, you know, we, we've had more inquiry the last two months than we've ever had, um, and I think it. Yeah, it just last year, twenty twenty, re- really just hit home to businesses that. Um, you know, the importance, as you said, of having a digital presence and a way to do business digitally. Um, unfortunately, so many industries have been impacted and affected um, and it's just sped up the game and, and you know, it's increased demand and uh, for all the businesses out there that are still plugging away, um, you know, it, it's hats off to them, keep pushing forward and, uh, you know, really focus on that growth. I, one other question I'd love to ask, mate, is um, just from a, uh, you know, a, a business owner's uh, perspective, um, how should somebody who's listening in, they're contemplating it, they want to take their business to the next level, their, their digital and their social is, is not where it want, they want it to be. How can people, what are some of the first steps people can take in order to A, find and B, partner with an agency, um, in particular, the right type of agency? Like where do people start? Have you got any tips or advice around that? You know what? That's one of the biggest problems that we face in our industry and you know, with you, with Attention Media, you know, being a great agency down there in Victoria, you'll find the same thing. One of the biggest challenges in our industry is the noise, mm. right? Um, and, you know, what happens is, and we call them sallies, right? Wow. And class of sally is somebody that um, decides that she loves social media. So she jumps online and does a 10 hour free social media course. Mm. She um, jumps on freelancer and gets a, a website built for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And suddenly digital marketing agency specializing in this, 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 and this. And she's working out of uh, her mum's spare room. Yeah. Right. And that's cool. And I love that. And I love the hustle and I love the startup. So I'm not putting that down. However, the challenge is that when a, a, a business, a small business or a mid-sized business is then looking for a partner agency, if you look at somebody like us, you know, at Claxon, somebody like you guys at Attention Media, and you look at Sally, it can actually be really hard to differentiate on face value yeah. who is actually great who isn't and who's average. Mm. So it is a real challenge because everybody's out there swinging or kind of waving the same flag. Yeah. Okay? Probably one of the first pieces of advice I would give more from a fundamental perspective is the generalist versus the specialist. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason that GPs are paid a lot less and know a lot less than specialists in the medical field, you know? So my advice would be first off to uh, really have a think about what you want, Mm. right? What is it that you're looking for? Are you looking for more uh, brand awareness? Do you want more people just to know who you are? Yeah. Are you looking to make more sales online because you're an e-commerce store? Are you looking to generate more leads? Are you looking to get your name out there within a specific uh, area or to a specific business because you're looking at winning them as a client. So I think the first thing you've got to understand is what do you want to do? Or, you know, do you have a great product, but your content sucks because 
you're at home doing it with your old iPhone and you don't know what you're doing. So mm. probably the first thing is try to have a real good think about what is it that you want to do. And if you want to do everything, then that's completely cool too. But you might just um, want to do content. And, you know, if you've got a good sort of flow and you're, you know, really active on your socials, but your content sucks, then try to find an agency that actually specializes in content. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or, you know, if you want to grow your following online and it's just an organic play and you don't want to worry about the paid social or the paid search, try to find an agency that sort of specializes in that. That's probably the, the fundamental advice. Try to go to a specialist where you can. There's obviously the benefit of going to a generalist, yeah. you know, and if it's a small business and this is their first foray into digital, a generalist can uh, be a good a good solution, mm -hmm. but you've also got to be careful because whether you're a quality agency like you guys are, or whether you're a Sally, you know, as a brand, they're going to be having the same conversation with you. So yeah. ask, ask to speak to some of their clients, uh, ask, you know, have a look at their reviews, do a little bit of due diligence, have a look at what sort of clients they have. You know, that's probably the, the best way to give you an idea. And also the price. In this industry, it's a service industry, okay? We're not a tech industry, we're a service industry. And what that means is when somebody engages an agency, they're basically paying for man hours. Yeah. May not always be charged that way, but they're always paying for man hours. Mm. And if somebody says to you that they're going to charge you $200 a month or $300 a month to do all this work, You've just got to think about the fact that even if they were paying themselves bottom dollar and it was 50 bucks an hour, bottom dollar. Yeah. And that's only like four or five hours in a month that they would have to spend on your campaign. So, you know, depending on sophistication, we can spend over a hundred hours a month on a particular client easily. Yeah. Yeah. So, in this industry, you really do get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And when you go bottom of the barrel, you, you're just going to get worse than nothing. There's a high chance you're going to damage your brand. You're going to set you back, you know, months. Yeah. Um, they're going to waste your money. So price is usually, not always, mm -hmm. but usually an indicator of quality. Yeah. So that would be my second piece of advice. Um, focus on not on price, focus on cost, because for the sake of saving $500 or $1,000 a month, you could be losing tens of thousands of dollars of revenue from not having the right partner. Yeah, I love that. One thing I, I, uh, I've been saying it for a while now, actually, but one thing I say is that if the amount of money that you are investing into your marketing doesn't make you slightly uncomfortable as a business owner, chances are you're not spending anywhere near enough. So... Like it's one of those things again where as a business owner, we need to look at our business and go, right, well, if we want to you know, increase revenue by 50% or 100% over X period of time, what realistically, what sort of investment do I need to make in order to achieve that? Um, and again, if, if we're talking, as you mentioned before, and you know, we hear it so many times, um, you know, services, uh, whatever service it is, but a couple hundred bucks a month for this and for that, um, you just need to look at that and go, right, well, 
realistically, is a couple of hundred bucks going to, you know, increase my revenue by 100%. Like, it's just the, the reality of that situation is just, um, you know, it, it's as plain as day. So that's one of the things to look at. And I think another one of the things is that, um, again, really hard for business owners, but you can see so, as you said before, the noise that's out in the marketplace and you can see and find so many success stories where, you know, people, um, whether it's case studies or testimonials or whatever, people have spent, uh, you know, small amounts of money and had, you know, great amounts of success, massive amounts of ROI. And that kind of sets a a tone or a subconscious benchmark for business owners saying, oh, they spent a thousand bucks and generated a hundred K in revenue. Like that, I want social to do that for me. Right. Um, and it just sort of sets those unrealistic expectations. So it kind of, for me, it's about, you know, trying to educate our clients on what kind of investment they need to make in order to achieve their business objective um, and just look at that and do the due diligence um, and, you know, use that information to, to find the right um, agency, regardless of the industry, but find the right fit for you. Do, do you kind of subscribe to that as well? Absolutely. Um, there are some really misaligned expectations from... Uh, small business and even mid-sized business yeah. owners. Yeah. You know, we turn away a lot of business at, at Claxon and that's generally when people come and they have those unrealistic expectations. You know, well, I saw that somebody spent a thousand dollars and, you know, made a hundred grand. And, you know, that may have been the case and, and that's great. It, it may not have been, mm. but it's also about the ability to deliver sustained performance and growth over time. Yeah. You know, people come to Claxon because they they want a long-term strategic growth plan. Um, they don't just want to spend a little bit and try to get a little bit of a, a injection of extra revenue. And I think that businesses have to remember that. And these are businesses that want to grow, mm -hmm. right? Businesses that have a growth mindset. A lot of businesses don't want to grow. Yeah. A lot of businesses have, uh, you know, maybe a, a, a sole trader or they've got a few staff or maybe they've got five staff or 10 staff. And they're making okay money and they're happy sort of cruising. Yes. And hats off to those people. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm. But for business owners that want to grow, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, which is the revenue or the partnership with somebody that knows what they're doing. Mm. Right? You've got to invest in the partnership with somebody that knows what they're doing to drive the revenue. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. revenue your revenue, you're not just going to wake up doing the same thing day, day in, day out. You're not just going to wake up and next month your revenue's up 50% yeah. unless there's a specific reason. You're not going to wake up and then keep doing what you're doing and then another couple of months' time, bang, your, your revenue's doubled. Mm. It just doesn't work like that, right? No. Revenue's not just going to flood itself to you. You need to do something to allow it to flood itself to you. And you know what? Are you going to have to go and maybe find that money up front to partner with a professional agency like Attention or like Claxon? Absolutely. Mm. Right? But as a business owner, if you didn't have that mindset of being prepared to do something like that, you wouldn't be in business for yourself anyway. Yeah. yeah you exactly. know? Because nobody starts a business with, without a little bit of an investment up front. And mm. if you want to invest in your business and you want to see it grow, you've got to do the same thing. You might need to go get out a bank loan for 30 grand, 50 grand, 60 grand, borrow 40, 50 grand off your parents, do something mm. to invest mm. that up front for the right partner 
for the right advertising spend to then be able to generate the revenue and then it becomes self-sustaining. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But got to commit to that right partner first. And I think that's why a lot of people don't because they're like, oh, I've probably only got a couple of hundred dollars spare. Let's see what I can get for my money. And yeah. you're going to get a couple of hundred dollars worth of value. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Lots of, uh, lots of gold uh, right there. And I think uh, hopefully that kind of um, helps clear the waters a little bit for anybody who, who's tuning in. Um, mate, we'd love to switch topics a little bit and talk around the, um, you know, your day-to-day role. So, so more along the lines of the, the commercial aspects of running an agency, right? Your bread and butter, your day-to-day, the thing that you're clearly very, very good at. Um, talk to us about that. So it's interesting, you know, that the higher up you move within an organization, uh, the less tasks you actually have to do, um, but the greater weight of responsibility of those tasks. Yes. So it's really interesting, you know, if I looked at sort of my tasks throughout the day, you know, and I grab, that's my notebook, so it's like one day and and another day here. Mm. You know, if I looked at, you know, our, um, our admin girl, I looked at our ops girl, um, even I looked at our digital strategy, their list would be five times as long. Yes. You know? yeah. So yeah. it is really sort of interesting, you know, and, and it doesn't change because I've led organizations with, you know, 250 people and the, the task list day to day isn't as much as important as making sure that everything's on track. And it's really around the leadership and the steering of people. And most tasks sort of in that day-to-day CEO role really revolve around just giving things a little bit of a tweak here, sitting in on a meeting, giving a little bit of perspective here, um, you know, being involved with kind of shifting uh, the strategic plan of a department like 1%. It's all of that sort of stuff. And you know, running an agency is no different than running a finance company, is no different than running um, any company. It's all the, the standard four pillars of business, people, product, process, and profit. Yeah. You know, and those four pillars are really universal. And that's what allows successful CEOs to travel between industries, you know, and you get people mm-hmm. coming into the CEO roles of the big four banks. Uh, that have never that don't come from banking yeah yeah you know and they come in they may come from uh, a completely different industry but the rules of growing a successful business are the universal rules you know firstly you're only ever as good as your people yeah that's such an important part you could have a great product offering a great price point but if you've got the wrong people Mm. then it's far harder to succeed. They're not going to do good work. Yeah. They're not going to enjoy coming to work, which means they're not going to give a great customer experience or you know, client experience. Yes. Uh, you're going to have a high staff turnover, which means that you're going to be hard-pressed to find that real deep level of knowledge and understanding that um, you know, employees have once they've been at an organization for sort of north of a couple of years. Yeah. It can be a real challenge. So the first thing is, you know, you've got to hire good people mm. and you've got to be prepared to pay the money for good people. Uh, and it's absolutely worth the investment. Yeah. You know, and sorry, mate. 
No, I was just going to say, you know, we talk pe- we talk people, and um, you know, culture is obviously a, a massive you know buzzword. And uh, how how important is you know company culture? Uh, you know, the relationship between a CEO and the rest of the the talent members involved in the business. Um, how much time does that consume? You know, in your role, how, where does that sort of sit in the importance level? Culture is so incredibly important. You know, when we look at, when we interview for staff here, even for the most junior roles, we run a minimum of two interviews, usually three. Yeah. Just for the most junior roles. So mm-hmm. when we hired um, Greg, who's our chief strategy officer, it was a six step interview process. Yeah, wow. All intentional, purposeful steps. But a couple of those big steps are, are around culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we've struggled to find the right talent on the Gold Coast. It's been one of our biggest constraints commercially mm. is finding talent, especially digital strategists, right? So for us, a digital strategist is somebody that's on the tools, really doing the implementation side of paid social, uh, predominantly or paid search. Yeah, yeah. In a real struggle and real challenge for us and there's two problems there's one finding somebody that has the technical experience then two finding somebody that's a culture fit and I remember back um, just over two years ago um, you know we were only god a year and a you know just over a year old and we had this big group of clients that we were waiting to bring on okay but we didn't have the resource, we didn't have the, the, the manpower to be able to bring them on at that time. So put ads out on Seek, went through um, rounds of interviews, got to the very last one, and, and I decided that there was no one in that shortlist that was going to suit. Yeah, wow. So put the ad out on Seek again. The second round of interviews, keep in mind that from the you know, you'll know from your own experience as an agency owner, putting it out, out on seek to going through some interviews is really a sort of a four-week process. Yeah. So we put out that second round of ads, went through the interview process for the second round, didn't find anyone we were happy with. Mm, mm. So we put out the third round of ads and we hired at the end of that third round. Now, at that time, that was around the end of October from memory. Yep. We had clients scheduled into March to start their setup. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Almost six months away. Mm. And we still weren't prepared to bring on the wrong people just to get the work and the money in the door. So culture is incredibly important. You know, um, it's really that unseen energy that binds a team together and determines whether it's a team or a high performance team. Yeah. We do things daily to make sure that, you know, we're tuning our culture because culture isn't just one, you know, a a group of sort of major events. It's all the little micro interactions and events. That's really what forms culture. So, you know, our morning huddles that we have every morning, our uh, monthly team awards, our made it happen sessions on Friday. So for me in my role, it's a lot of the time it'll be around things like, you know, if I see that 
a team member's been working their ass off, right? I'll just go grab them and I'll take them downstairs and I'll have a coffee or I'll buy them lunch. Mm -hmm. or I'll pull them into my office and just be like, hey, you know, I just really want to let you know that, see what you're doing, appreciate what you're doing. This is what I've noticed, you know, and give them that recognition. So, yeah. you know, from me, from a culture perspective, it's more of those little interactions with the team yes. rather than anything sort of particular like, Tuesday, one o'clock, check on culture. It's not yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. It's a constant. It's an ongoing. Yeah, love that. We uh, we had a similar situation uh, last year as well when when we were last doing a hire for digital strategist, and uh, we uh, you know we had candidates apply. We went through uh, our uh, our interview process, uh, which has a couple of rounds as well, and uh, we had a candidate who. Um, we, we chose, we made the offer to um, and turned out and, and again, yes, as you mentioned before, this is over kind of a, a four to six week period um, and, you know, we really needed the extra capacity um, and then that candidate came back um, and said that they decided that it wasn't the right fit um, and uh, that's basically where it ended. So we had to start that process again. But I think, uh, you know, it, it really does come down to making sure and regardless of the business that you're in, whether it's hospitality, whether it's real estate, whether it's trade, um, you know, it is, it's, it's hiring the right people from the start and taking the time to do it right uh, because it's only going to benefit you in the long run. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that applies to all businesses, you know, yeah. one of the challenges that we have in our industry is um, trying to determine who really does and who doesn't know what they're, they're talking about isn't yeah. always incredibly easy through the interview process, because there are a lot of people out there that, you know, uh, you know, one of the questions we ask in an interview, we always find it interesting is out of 10 you know, when it comes to Facebook advertising, where do you rate yourself? And we say, listen, this is what a one would be, this is what a five would be. Mm. And invariably, people always rate themselves to an eight or eight, nine or, or ten. Yeah. You know, and these are people that can't even answer kind of the fundamentals of that of digital marketing. So yeah, you know, I think that it's um, important in any any industry, but we we have a few more barriers within ours. Yeah. And I think that's one of the challenges. For people that are looking to hire internally one you know it's hard for us to determine if a candidate knows what they're talking about mm -hmm. for a business owner that doesn't have anywhere near the same level of knowledge as we do it's impossible to tell yeah you just have to go off their word and that's incredibly dangerous mm -hmm. you know so i think that the the argument even as a small business or do I employ someone internally or do I partner with an agency um, is for me always in favor commercially of partnering with an agency because one, you're not going to know who you're looking for in the first yeah. place mm. and hiring the wrong person can just be disastrous. Mm. And two, even if we took our most experienced digital strategist and we put them in a client's business, right? Yep. They will never, ever, ever do as well as we would as an agency because the true benefit comes from the collective knowledge, mm -hmm. right? yeah. not just from that one person. It doesn't matter how good that person is. Yeah. You, know? you engage an agency because you're getting the collective knowledge and no one person or no two people or no three people can ever represent the 
um, you know, the collective knowledge of 20 or 25 or however many people are at that agency, yeah. you know, and when as a small business you can en engage an agency for the same cost as one person, mm. but get all the knowledge and learnings of five or 10 or 20 or however many people it is, yeah. it's just a no-brainer. Yeah. Exactly. You, 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 you are literally, um, you know, bolting on that, uh, that marketing agency to your business, as you said, that comes with all of the expertise, all the knowledge, uh, rather than just the single person who, you know, potentially, you know, th there's just as much risk involved there, if not more, as you said. Because who are they going to bounce your ideas off? Who are they going to learn from? How are they going to grow? Who are they going to sit down and have their collaborative brainstorming sessions with? Yeah. Yep. And I think, it, it, like, we can see as well how the digital platforms are, are changing so much and there's so much more that's happening just from a, uh, you know, from a governance perspective, from a privacy perspective, um, everything that's happening at the moment with, with Facebook and Google, the news media bargaining code, there's so many changes that are going on in the industry across all the different platforms that, you know, it's a full-time job just keeping up with those changes, let alone executing on that platform. So again, again, the, the reason um, like everybody goes out and, you know, hires an accounting firm or uses HR, it's the same scenario with marketing um, because you're able to tap into those extra resources, those, those skills and the people that are working in it day in and day out. There, there's a reason why 80% of all the world's biggest brands have agency partnerships. Yeah. Mm. You know, because to get that same collective knowledge, they'd have to hire an internal team of 20, 30, 50 people. And commercially, that just makes no sense at all, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Success leaves clues. It does. Mate, I'd love to kind of just round this conversation out by uh, finishing up with some of the, the biggest news that's just been released uh, around your position, if you're happy to talk about that. Yeah, so um, I announced a few days ago now that I'm actually going to be stepping down as our CEO. That's a really interesting choice uh, for me and obviously for my business partner, Brett, who's, who's already sort of been on this podcast. From day one, you know, when we decided to open the doors at, at Claxon, uh, which was then called Campbell Media Group before we rebranded, everything was done intentionally, right? We had our first three years planned out before we even had day one. Yeah. So for us, sort of planning is and executing on that plan is very important. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure of, as did Brett from the beginning, is that we didn't build ourselves in too much. Yes. Okay? Because we also recognize that the agency may get to a time where it might have outgrown us and we may need to bring in uh, different talent to lead the agency through its next phase. Mm. So, you know, we've got really aggressive growth plans over the next three years for the agency extremely aggressive and you know for me and brett we both felt that you know where we've taken the agency to up until now is something we're incredibly proud of but for my role i know that i could get us to where we need to go but i also know that somebody with significant agency experience that's been there done that many times over is going to get clacks in there faster Mm -hmm. uh, probably, uh, you know, avoid a lot of the pitfalls yep. that we may fall into. Yeah. 
And that's more than being, being able to say, hey, I'm the CEO of my own company, which is lovely. But what I really want is for Clarkson to continue to grow and to thrive and really look to establish ourselves as uh, the category king within the performance marketing space, not just in Australia, but globally. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my long held beliefs is that you can't teach experience. Yeah. And you know, I'm aware enough to know that somebody will allow us to get there faster than I would. And that's what I want for the team. That's what I want for the business. So it's a really exciting step for me. Um, it's sad in one way, yeah. um, but only a little bit. The, the rest is filled with excitement about the, the possibility and the future plans. You know, and I know that somebody else brings a different way of doing things and everything can always be done better, right? I know that everything that we do in our business, we could improve upon. So the idea of having somebody come in uh, that has that greater level of experience is is amazingly exciting. You know, some of the applications we've had come through already uh, would just blow your mind. They're just like industry titans, and the thought of having that sort of caliber steering the ship yeah. uh, is an amazing feeling. Yeah, mate. I, I think um, I love the fact this has happened because it just—it's the basically the underlying theme of this entire podcast, right? Is again, like we mentioned before, is, is who, not how, um, and it all comes back to—you know—it's a testament to yourself as well as the CEO of a very successful company, having the the self awareness and the humility as well to say, you know, realistically, there is another person out there who could do this better, faster and easier than myself um, and to take that sideways step um, and allow that person to do that. So it ties back into our whole conversation around do you hire an agency, do you try and do it yourself? Um, and you know, for me as a, as a business owner as well, um, it's you know there's massive learnings in in that to take away from that. That um, regardless of the role in the business, um, if you really are looking for for business growth um, and to achieve certain objectives, you need to you need to have that self awareness and that humility to say who's the right person for this role, who's got the experience, and uh, and make the choices that you need to make. So congratulations, mate. Well done. Thank you. I um, I appreciate that. And it's going to be exciting to see how things sort of unfold and who ends up sitting in the chair. And, um, it, you know, it's, a, it's really the start of our scale-up journey. You know, I'd say that, you know, we've just sort of finished the startup journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three and a half years, we're mature, you know, within the business, we're, we're stable. And um, the, the next phase is scale-up. So, uh, we're going to need some help doing that effectively and, and we're looking for that help right now. Mate, it's been a uh, fantastic conversation. Really appreciate your time. There's uh, so much that people can take away from this episode, uh, including myself. Where can people find out more about yourself and Claxon? Um, jump on our website, which is claxon.agency. So no.com, no.au, or anything like that. Just claxon.agency. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Apart from that, you know, my, my, my social media, you know, I'm not on Instagram talking about stuff. I'm not on Facebook talking about stuff. Um, you know, I've probably got a couple of hundred people on both of those platforms, but LinkedIn is the one that I am sort of pretty active on. Mm-hmm. So have a look for me at LinkedIn. I'd love on LinkedIn. I'd love to 
connect with you or have a chat to you and anyone can reach out to me about anything. I, I always reply to any messages that I get unless they're big robotic like spam messages yeah, um, don't do that, that are like a hundred feet long. <laughs> I don't do that, but reach out, say hi. Yeah, mate, uh, again, really appreciate your time and uh, we, uh, we look forward to uh, watching Claxon in its, uh, in its next chapter. Thanks, Anthony. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As we mentioned, we'd love to get your thoughts and feedback on this episode. You can do that by heading over to our Instagram at Attention Media Agency and letting us know what your thoughts. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to know what you'd like us to talk about in upcoming episodes. So send us your topic ideas. We are always interested. And if you'd love to know more, head over to the website, attentionmedia.com.au. That's all for now. We'll see you in the next episode.